Hey friends, what's going on? It's Paul and Taylor Johnson here on Bible Revival Podcast. We're excited to share our hearts with you today. It is Mother's Day this week in just a few days, and I have the privilege of interviewing an incredible mother, guess who? (laughs) And I'm excited for her to share some things, some downloads that she's received from the Lord. So she's going to be the star of the show today. And I'm excited for her to offload some of the wisdom that God has given her. Um, Taylor, I have had the privilege of watching you mother our boys, David and Daniel. And I know we're believing for more children through adoption and for God to move in that way. And And um, you are an incredible mom. And so I want to start by honoring you for what an incredible mommy you are dedicated, you are loving, um, you are certainly more merciful than me. (laughs) Um, There are times where I'm ready to break out the rod and uh, mommy wants to talk and listen. And that's good. And the boys need that. They need Um, the rod too. (laughs) Yes, they do. But we need grace and truth. And um, so just grateful for who you are, for how you, not just mother, but just how you live your life before the Lord, for the integrity and the honesty, for the character that you are committed to living your life with. Obviously, I get to see who you are and how you live and what you value and how you steward your time and your resources and uh, your talents more than anybody else. And um, I have the utmost respect for you and for um, what an amazing Christian woman you are and how devoted to Jesus and our family and to me as your husband you are. So five stars. Um, (laughs) I would do it all over again. For Mother's Day. (laughs) It's coming. It's five in the stars mail. would recommend. <laughs> yes, it's coming. It's it's in the mail. Thank you, um, honey. Yeah. So if you would just share uh, some of the things that the Lord has put on your heart concerning um, mothering and and wisdom and being a woman, I think it would really bless a lot of people. Yeah. So motherhood is a huge, huge, huge passion of mine. Um, starting back to when our babies were babies (laughs) um I really went through a time of so when David was really little really really little we planted our father's house and in that season of planting our father's house and having a baby I really had to work through like what am I supposed to be doing because I realized through that season that I had believed a lie that to be a good mother, you had to lay down everything else in your life. To be a good mother, I had to lay down all other ministries, hobbies, whatever, mm-hmm. and solely focus on my children. That's what it meant to be a good mother. And, you know, a lot of times we don't even recognize the lies that we're believing because we think they're true. <laughs> right. So we have to ask the Lord to be searching our heart and help us because we can be operating out of these lies and that's not even what the Lord has asked of us. So I we planted the church and had David and um, you know, I was giving my all to David, giving my all as a wife, giving my all as um church a church planter and I was then we got pregnant with Daniel and the church was growing and we went to a um, conference for church leaders. And while we're at this conference, I'm just before the Lord and I'm like, 
Jesus, what are you asking of me? Like, do you want me to step back more in ministry and focus more on our kids? Like, I just want to be obedient. That was a cry of my heart. Like, Father, I just want to please you, but I feel like I don't know. Like, I don't know what you're asking of me. And the first thing I heard him say was, don't sit down. I'm calling you to stand up Mm. in this season. And that was surprising to me because of the lie that I was believing that to be a good mother, you had to only be a mother. It felt like I needed to, quote unquote, sit down, sit out of ministry Mm. at that time. And I felt like I heard him say, stand up and do not sit down. So I was like, okay, Lord, like, what does this mean? And as a week went on, I just kept bringing this before the Lord. And I'm like, Jesus, I just want to please you. I just want to please you. Like, please show me what you're asking of me. And I felt like that weekend he spoke to me and said, you will not fulfill your motherhood unless you fulfill your ministry. And what he was saying to me through that is that they're intertwined. I know so many mamas who struggle with feeling like the call on their life and their motherhood is at war with one another. And if you get nothing else out of this podcast, I want to break that lie right now. They are not at war with one another. He has called you to both and they are intertwined. Jesus gave you your children because they need to see you fulfill the call of God on your life. So good. So when you are fulfilling the call of God on your life, you are being the best mother that you can be to your kids. Am I saying to neglect your children for ministry? No. But I am saying you do not have to lay down the call of God on your life for the entire season that you have children in your home. So... When you are taking a meal to someone, you are teaching your kids how Jesus serves. It's good. When you are, you know, so on Sunday mornings, I'm just going to give my, you know, my story, my perspective. You fill this in in your life, however it works. But on Sunday mornings, I have to leave my kids every single morning with my sister who's incredible and comes over at 7.30 a.m. and watches our kids every every Sunday morning. She's the best. Um, But I have to leave and go lead worship practice and then lead all day Sunday. I barely see them really at all on Sundays. But because of that, I'm very intentional when they get to church to focus in on them and look in their eyes and give them hugs and, you know, ask them, do you want to be out in worship today or do you want to go to your class? You know, so I'm super intentional to be with them, but they know that the father has asked mommy to lead his body in worship. And this is part of the call of God in my life. So when I am leading worship and I'm leading our worship team on Sunday mornings, I am not neglecting my children. I am fulfilling my motherhood because I am fulfilling what the father has asked of me. So my kids and your kids need to see you fulfill the call of God on your life. They were given to you because they're going to get something out of seeing your life laid down for Jesus that they weren't going to get out of someone else being their mom. That's why no one else is their mom. (laughs) It was all a part of God's plan and giving you your children. Now, I will say everyone's calling is different. So you might not have a forefront, loud, microphone type gift 
or calling. That's fine. <laughs> but you still need to be before the Lord asking, what are you asking of me? Right. I truly believe that that lie of I need to lay everything down except for my children would have raised selfish and entitled kids because life isn't all about them. Mm -hmm. Life is about God. And so even if you don't have this type of, you know, gifting or calling, you do have a calling. So you do not need to give up whether it's, you know, teaching children's classes or taking people meals or helping, you know, if you feel like you're called to be a midwife, I don't know what it is, but you need to be confident in the Lord has asked me to do this mm -hmm. and this, this and this being calling and motherhood. And they're not at war with one another. And I'm not going to let the devil lie to me one more minute and tell me they're at war with one another because right. they're not. Because the Father has called me to both and he's not confused. And so often in life, the enemy puts us in either or situations yes. when it's really both and mm -hmm. and wants to make us uh, pick and choose between one or two things that God has asked us. And, and you can do both. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes it just takes wisdom. But I, I think, Tay, what I hear you saying, and this is what we're in complete agreement on, is that the primary example that we want to set for our children is obedience to Jesus. Yes. And mm -hmm. that means obedience to Jesus, even if it's inconvenient for us, yep. inconvenient for them. You know, modeling sacrifice unto the Lord for your kids is healthy. Yes. Because the alternative is you teach them that life is really all about you. Yeah. And it's everything, our life revolves around your needs, your wants, mm -hmm. your desires. And no, that's what, what happens when you're carnal and mm -hmm. you live in the flesh but when you are born again and you surrender to christ now he is your lord and master and you end up doing what pleases him and oftentimes what pleases the lord does not please us but it becomes a joy and a delight as mm -hmm. you serve him and so modeling that for your kids that hey you know there are things that we ask you to do and if you don't do them you you will be disciplined and the father treats us the same way where Mm -hmm. He disciplines those whom he loves and he calls us out and calls us higher. And mm -hmm. so modeling that obedience, you know, I know that you um, often help the boys sometimes when I'm away and they miss me and I'm traveling mm -hmm. for ministry and other things. And, you know, it's, hey, daddy has to go and mm -hmm. fulfill what God is asking <laughs> him. Yeah. And... They tell people at Chick-fil-A that he's away preaching. <laughs> They'll say, Daddy's gone telling people about Jesus. <laughs> yes. It always gets interesting reactions depending on where we're at. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say, Taylor, to um, just, just if you could give us just real quick anything on your heart towards um, ladies that are not yet moms? that they're, they're maybe not even married, but mothering is in their heart. What are some things that they can carry with them or that they can set straight in their own soul now, even before becoming a mom? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing would be hear God and obey. What is he asking you to do? And do it. And the more you practice that, the easier it's going to be once you do become a mom. And um, I think along those lines, I really want 
to take some time to break down. We all have ideas of what mothering is supposed to look like or what childhood is supposed to look like or what marriage is supposed to look like. We have expectations. So... And all the parenting professionals don't have kids. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) My kids will never eat sugar. (laughs) It's okay. We were there. It's all good. (laughs) Um, I don't think we were ever there, but we're just being gracious. (laughs) Anyway, we... So asking yourself... Why do I believe the things I believe? You know, I have really been in a season of asking myself, like, does this have value in the kingdom of God? You know, we are so Americanized and we're so engrossed in our culture that we don't even realize how many things we do is just because culture does it. I mean... I am not saying you have to go live on a farm and not have electricity or anything like that. But like, just start asking yourself, (laughs) like, why are our kids in sports 24-7 all year long? Mm -hmm. Does this actually have value in the kingdom? Does this actually even have value in adulthood? You know, like asking ourselves these questions of like, why do I think my kid has to be homeschooled? has to be public schooled, has to be private schooled. You know, just taking these things before the Lord and allowing the Lord to give you wisdom about what is important for your kids. I mean, I just feel strongly that we just fall into, well, this is how it's always been. And this this is just how you do it, isn't it? And it's like, why? Is it biblical? Is it godly? Is it what Jesus is asking of you? Um, So an example of this would be that I feel like the Lord has asked me to homeschool our oldest son for kindergarten this year. And when he first asked me, I was literally working full time at our church. And I'm like, how on earth am I going to do that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And even still, I work a lot. Hours and full time, it doesn't really happen in ministry, but I work a whole lot. (laughs) And it's like. Now, instead of uh, 75 hours, you work 45 hours. Yes. So it's like. Which feels like part time. Yeah. (laughs) I thought you only work on Sundays. Yeah, pretty much. We just vacation all year round. (laughs) Um, But I'm like, Jesus, how am I going to do this? But I know that I know that I know that he's asked me to. I'm not saying he's asked me to homeschool him through 12th grade. I don't know. I'm going to take it a year at a time with the Lord and with Paul, and we're going to decide what Jesus is asking for each of our kids for every year for their education. But I just have to trust the Lord that he's going to give us the wisdom and the grace and the strength to do this. And, I mean, we started homeschooling pre-K this year, and David literally loves it. He's, like, obsessed. When people ask him what his favorite thing is, he says homeschooling. I mean, we do do very, very fun activities and not a lot of worksheets yet. So we'll see once we start getting into like the major learning stuff. <laughs> but he just thinks it's interactive time. Yeah, he's mommy. like, I love this. We do science experiments every day. Um, I get to do projects with my best friend. <laughs> but I think we do have to ask ourselves like, and this is not, please don't hear this as shame. Our five-year-old played t-ball. So I'm not like, this isn't and shame. I was his coach. Yeah. Honestly, not our wisest decision ever. It was pretty stressful. Yeah, we didn't know games were going to be on Sundays. Yeah. That was like a death, but we did it. But And we were also undefeated. 
Um, yeah. We won the championship. They don't keep score. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell anyone. But asking, like, why do I feel like my five-year-old has to play t-ball? Why do I feel like my seven-year-old has to be in gymnastics? Why do I feel like whatever it is, like taking these things before the Lord and asking, does this bring value to our family unit? Does this bring value to the kingdom of God? If we are giving up all family time and like all time with the Lord and the body of Christ for activities for our children that are going to bear no long-term fruit, even just in their physical lives as adults. I mean, I would like to ask all of our listeners who probably 90% of you played sports in, you know, high school, are you still playing those sports? Nair, no one is. <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying there's no value in sports at all. I'm not saying our kids aren't going to play sports. I just think it's worth the wrestle sure. of is this actually what the Lord's asking of me? And are we going to have boundaries on it? You know, if our kids are incredibly athletic, are we going to let it take over our lives? Because it can. Again, I'll get off my soapbox. I'm just saying. They are incredibly athletic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Asking the Lord what he is asking yeah. of our family right. and what is going to bring. Because I want... David and Daniel Johnson to shake the gates of hell, not score a bunch of touchdowns. Like why not both? Okay, or both. Whatever. I'm just saying, value figuring out what you value as a family, and then running your decisions through that. Yeah, you're inviting people into the wrestle that we have. Yes. You know, stewarding your children's lives and cultivating an environment in your home where God can move and speak and Mm -hmm. making sure that Jesus is the center Mm -hmm. of everything that we say and do Mm -hmm. and that our lives are actually oriented around him Mm -hmm. and his presence and Mm -hmm. his glory. I mean, I think about even just how we have schedule and structure mm-hmm. and routine. But then, you know, when the Lord begins to move or, or there's a, a, a late night meeting that's happening, um, our kids normally go to bed at 8.30 or so. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Our kids have been at our father's house until 11 o'clock yeah. because the presence of God was here and what's going to be beneficial for them, mm-hmm. seeing grown men and women weep before the Lord and mm-hmm. worship and be captivated by the presence of God or just to stay right on schedule. And so I think with anything, you have to be willing to yield mm-hmm. and to go with what the Holy Spirit is saying. And I know even in your own journey as a child, like there were times where you were in public school and then yeah. homeschooled mm-hmm. and then, you know, you just have to hear the Lord mm-hmm and do what is best for you, for your family, but what God is breathing on. I think that's important is that we can end up even sometimes um, in a fleshly way, wanting to give our kids the childhood that we didn't have. And that's not actually what God is asking us to Mm -hmm. give our children. And we're almost overcorrecting. And that stuff I see Mm -hmm. sometimes where, you know, you were a star athlete, but, you know, um, your parents didn't support you or dad never came to a game. Mm -hmm. And now you're going to push your kid to be a star athlete and you're going to coach every team and you're going to show up and you're going to do a ton of sports and you're going to be there and you're going to, and it's like, it's this almost like an agenda that's Mm -hmm. yours. That's not born of God. And again, for ultimate clarity, we don't think sports is bad. (laughs) No, we don't. You know, Our kids will play sports. No, they will. We're just it's, trying it's, to invite you into the wrestle yes. of 
What is the Lord asking of me and my family? And I want to hear and obey. Because really what you're up against is the American dream. Yes. And American culture, which Mm -hmm. puts pressure on certain areas and makes us think that certain things are of value. And really you end up, you can chase the American dream and you can hold a set of values that have no significance in the kingdom of God. Well, even just, are you like totally sure all your kids are going to go to college? Is that just like, of course they'll go to college. Right. I would ask you to take that before the Lord. (laughs) Like Paul and I both graduated from a university. Again, like don't turn this into a specific thing, but we have to start laying this stuff on the altar of like, what if the Lord has called your kid as a missionary? They don't need a four-year degree. What if the Lord has called your kid, you know, if they've called him as a doctor, they're going to get way more than a four-year degree. Again, you just have to follow the Lord, but anything that is just like, well, this is just what we do. I think we have to take before the Lord and ask like, is this actually what you're asking of my child? Or is this my expectation that I am placing on them that isn't from the Lord at all? Yeah, that's really good. So just to give some clarity on how we come to these decisions... There's lots of prayer and lots of listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit to tell us what to do. But I would also say that there is yielding, which is in every area of our marriage. So specifically with like the homeschooling decision, I would say I feel the weight of it. I feel like like I would feel like I was in disobedience if I sent our oldest son to school this coming fall, any school, <laughs> and would have to like literally face the Lord in disobedience every day when I dropped him off. I wouldn't say Paul feels as strongly, but he yields to what the Holy Spirit is telling me. Would you agree with that? Yeah, you've got a conviction from the Spirit about it. Yeah. That's great. So that's how we, a lot of times our decisions aren't, they're not in disagreement by any means, but it's like, well, I so say there's something he feels really, really strongly about. Like I am supposed to go do this or that. And I'm like, I don't really feel one way or another. So sounds great. Let's do it. So there is a mutual, like we're both walking with Holy Spirit and we yield to the strength of whatever the spirit is speaking. So just make sure you're staying in unity with your spouse if you're married and making those decisions together and staying current with one another. Your kids are only going to be as healthy as your marriage is. If you are not taking time to pour into your spouse, like it is it is going to end up affecting your kids right. 150%. So make sure you're staying current with your spouse. Make sure you are... Um, sacrificing time for them again our kids know (laughs) they'll literally say mommy and daddy go on a date night because they need to have a healthy marriage (laughs) (laughs) they should do an ad or something for date nights but it's because we've told them we've explained to them so even that communicate to your kids don't just be like okay we got to go by like you know paul has done an even better job at that than i have of explaining to them like mommy and daddy go on date nights because we want to have a healthy marriage so they're going to grow up making the connection that spending one-on-one intentional time with your spouse is creating a healthy marriage you're welcome future spouses of david and daniel (laughs) well because it sets an example for them that 
you're to nourish and cherish your wife and love her and lay your life down for her and invest in her. Mm -hmm. And really, I mean, I think that marriage is the table that your children eat from. And it's, it's where they're seated. And, you know, it's the foundation of the home. And we're going to be married. We were married before we had kids and we're going to be married long after our children are out of the home. Mm -hmm. And so um, marriage in my mind is my first ministry and then my family and my children and then to the body of Christ thirdly and after that. And that those priorities don't change. And that's important for us remaining healthy Mm -hmm. and we've had times where we felt like those things got out of balance and got out of whack Mm -hmm. and it you know caused us to have to sit down reconsider talk through you know sometimes you have to break down in order to break through and we've had those moments and we've hit those walls and we've gathered up and we've prayed and we've Mm -hmm. talked and we've cried and we've just tried to please the lord in every respect and i think that's the 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 heart behind everything we're saying whether it's about mothering or parenting or marriage or you name it is just give god what he wants Mm -hmm. and and do it with a humble heart and trust that the lord is going to be glorified whether it's because of you or in spite of (laughs) you and you're just going to yield to him and hear him and obey yes so to wrap it all up several years ago i mentioned the lord said that you will not fulfill your motherhood unless you fulfill your ministry meaning our kids need to see me fulfill the call of god on my life for them to get everything they need out of me a few years later i felt like the lord said again but flipped it that you will not fulfill your ministry unless you fulfill your motherhood. And what that was speaking to me, it has a lot in it that could be unpacked, but specifically that I wouldn't fulfill my ministry unless I fulfilled the journey of motherhood that the Lord had me on, which if you know our story at all, it's not been an easy one. Um, We've, thought we weren't going to be able to have children, had two kids, faith was high to have more, ended up having a hysterectomy and not able to have more children and have had to bear the weight of grief, of longing for more children and not being able to have more biological children and then trusting the Lord for the timing of adoption, but all the while having this in the back of my mind that they're intertwined and I cannot fulfill one without the other. So to end this podcast, I would just ask you to lay back on the altar. Father, how many kids do you want me to have? Want us to have how many? How do you want us to grow our family? Is the Lord asking us to adopt? Well, I don't even know anyone who's adopted. What would my family think if we adopted? What if, you know, there's so many lies that surround adoption of like, well, what if we get a messed up kid? Okay, well, what if the Lord has a child for your family that's going to come through a different way. You know, and all I just want to encourage you to take this before the Lord and ask the Lord, how do you want to grow our family? How many children are we supposed to have and how are we supposed to have them? Will it be biologically? Will it be through adoption? Will it be through foster care? Will it be through having a younger cousin come live with us, you know, just opening our heart to the possibility that the Lord might have bigger dreams 
and bigger plans than just our biological children? Or is he just asking you to have more biological children? (laughs) And you've said, "Uh uh-uh, we're done. Two, we're good. Three, we're good, whatever it is. And just laying that back on the altar before the Lord, because it's all intertwined. And in every area of our life, we have to hear and obey. That's so good. And so we were really launching. We normally put it in the beginning, but just at the end here, Proverbs nineteen twenty one is what we want to mm-hmm. leave y'all with. It says, many plans are in a man's heart, but the purpose of the Lord prevails. Yes. So just make sure that the, the plans that you have are yielded to the greater purposes of the Lord. Guys, thank you so much for listening today. We love y'all. We appreciate your encouragement. Please like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast episode with someone who might need it. God bless you.